We are playing Price is Right tonight. Come on, give me a number. I have no idea. What about this? Yeah, it's free if you need it. Skillet dinner. You say, well, what in the world are you doing? I'm reminding you that we need to bring groceries and fill up. The, and if you win prices right, you can go over here to the Family Fun Day list and sign your name. Because every blank in the, on those pages has to be filled. So when you go over there and you say, what am I going to do? Any place that's blank, you can put your name. And a reminder, this is not prices right. I have no idea. I don't pay any attention to prices. I need it, I just get it. Anybody else like that? That's no different than gas prices. If you need the gas, buy it. You can't. Either that or walk. That's right. I am going to try tonight to convince you by Scripture that you have been... I want to finish this first. Family Fun Day, we need to fill that. Pies. Who bakes? Not, it's a lost art. It really is. Are, is your name down? Four pies. Mike? Are you going to be here? I don't know if many, all of you knew. Mike, uh, has, they, him and his wife are moving to Florida. They sold it. The house still... In process. Uh, the last step is, well, the second last step is Fraser comes tomorrow. Fraser comes tomorrow. And then they're moving to Florida for Joe Jean's health. So it's a big step. Find a church. That's the most important thing you can do down there. That's the most important thing you do anywhere. Uh, Ray Bench will be here Saturday night, 7 o'clock, and then Sunday morning at 9.30, the 24th and 25th. You do not want to miss Ray Bench. He is awesome. Uh, water baptism will be Sunday, October 9th. If anybody knows anybody needs to be baptized or if you have never been baptized, maybe you was in a, like I was in a Methodist church and I got sprinkled and I realized that it was more effective if I go under and do what Scripture says and I die to my old ways. Anybody still trying to die to their old ways? Or is everybody perfect here today? You are dead to it. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, back to where I was going to say. I'm going to convince you tonight by Scripture, not by me. Let me back that up. I'm going to convince me because I've been talking to me the last two or three services, not you. You've just been listening to me. The title of the message tonight, you're all looking at me strange. The title of the message tonight is Greater Works. And we're going to be in the book of Luke and the book of John, and I've got a lot of scripture because I've got to have a lot of scripture for what I'm doing tonight. So bear with me as I read some of this. Some of it I'm just going to be quoting. Uh, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, and then on his way back to the, the city of Jordan, he was tempted, and that's in Luke 4, 2. He was tempted, and he was taken by the Holy Spirit, to the wilderness. You all know these stories. He got there and he was tempted in many ways for 40 days. Uh, got pretty hungry by then. He was challenged in many ways. But when he come out uh, there in Luke 4.14, he returned. And it says in the scripture 4.14, he returned with the power of the Spirit. 
Now stay with me on where we're going with this. Everybody knows he healed the blind, he healed the deaf, he took care of the paralyzed, he, was, he raised people from the dead, he turned water into wine, he multiplied the food, he calmed the seas, he walked on the water. Uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when they come to get him, they said, who are you? And he says, I am. And all the soldiers fell back from what? From the power that he had received during his ministry. Now, I'm getting to a point. Okay, in Luke 9, verses 1 and 2, he sent the, tw put these down if you want to look these up. He sent the 12 out, and what did he say to them? They departed and went through the towns preaching the good news and healing everyone. Healing everywhere, I think it says. So what's taking place here? Folks, listen, we're, we've, we're being so deceived in who we really are and what we've really got. He came to show us the kingdom of God. It even says in one of the scriptures, they went out to, to preach and to show the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what he was doing. The kingdom of God is heaven down here. Christy even said it a while ago. Eternity, our heavenly eternity is right here already. We're not trying to get to heaven. We're passing through this earth, but we're so deceived that we think we don't have any authority or any power, and we have the authority according to the Scripture. And this is, this is just a start of what takes place. And I want you to follow as we go through these Scriptures today. They, he, he said to the twelve, go out, preach about the kingdom of God, and heal the people and touch their hearts. That same power is in us, but even more so, and I'll show you as we go along here, even more so than what they had. Then it, then it as the ministry grew, we get, we go into, we're still in Luke, Luke 10, 1, in the New Living Translation, he chose 70 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. And then in Luke 10, 9, he says, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. Seventy more went. And what happened? Every place they went. And then, then in the scriptures, it says that they came back with joy in Luke 10, 17. They came back with joy because they said, not only could we heal the sick, but it says, Lord, even the demons obeyed to us as in your name. What's, what's taking place here? Now, stay with me. They are recognizing something they've got in his name. You've got nothing. We've got nothing in ourselves. But in the name of Jesus and through the power that Jesus gives us, we have got the same ability that the 12 and the 70 had in every situation. We need to get to the place where when anyone is sick, we can lay hands on them and we don't think they're going to get healed. We, they didn't, he, didn't say, he didn't say to the disciples, now go out and pray for people and if you get healing, that's great. He didn't say that. He didn't send the 70 out and say, go and pray for them and maybe they'll get healed. And maybe the demons will leave. He said, go do it. Well, you know, some of the, the religious organizations say, well, that was back then. Why, where does it say that changed? And the interesting part about this, and I may be even short tonight through the, all the pages I've got here, all of this took place before the cross. All of this took place before the resurrection. 
All of this took place. It, it's kind of like when Elijah had the spirit on him. And all the ones that prophesied had the spirit on them. These men that went out had the spirit come on them because Christ told them that they had it. He had it, but he was, he was just a man walking and talking and saying only the things that Jesus told him to say. And only prayed for the people that God told Jesus to, to pray. You, you follow me on that? He didn't just do. Because he says in scriptures, I only do what the Father tells me to do. He, was, he, took, he took his position with God and lowered himself, the Bible tells us. He lowered himself even below the angels to be a man on this earth. And he started showing God started showing through Jesus all the things that we could be doing. We're deceived. How many, when's the last time you prayed for somebody and you knew? We, we need to be at the place where we can go right back here to John, and I, I'm believing it's coming, John, and I could lay hands on that bald head of his, and I could call that eye back into operation, and God would put the eye right back in. He said, well, you're talking above your means. It's not my means. Now, I can operate in the flesh and try this. But if God ever speaks to me, you're in trouble. Because you're going to have both your eyes. But see, we've got to get to that place. It's no different than 30 years ago, the Holy Spirit said I was going to be stepping off of that bottom step. And I'm going to be stepping on the same height out there. And I'll be off the ground seven and a half inches. Because that's what the step is. You say, well, that's not going to happen. That's your problem. He told me that. And I know that I know that I know it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? I have no idea. It may be when I'm carrying groceries off here and I just step on and I hit and I go. It's not going to be when I think about it. It's just going to happen. You say, well, why would you do that? Jesus didn't have any trouble walking on water. And if the Holy Spirit tells me something like that, I'll know, and I want to hear, I want to get to that place where my relationship, I'm talking, you know, I'm not preaching to you guys. I want my relationship to get so in tune that I hear everything the Holy Spirit tells me. Well, why? Because that's who lives in me. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father right now. He says, it's expedient that I go. After resurrection, it's expedient that I go so that you will have the Holy Spirit. And then when I go, and he goes on in, into those scriptures, and he says, and I will inform, he will inform you everything you need to know about me. I want to be at the place where I'm not deceived by the world and by the churches that says all this has passed away. All this is gone. Uh, I, was, I, was talking, I was talking to Greg Poole, and he's had a little bit of shakeup at his church. And his, his praise and worship leader who left did not believe in the Holy Spirit. I said, well, well, Greg, that's why you were having trouble with praise and worship. He said, I know that. But he said, I stepped into the mess. And now the mess is pretty well all gone. And now he's got all fresh people and all new people that's on the same place. He, so you watch his church will just explode. Why? Because they're following the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't have hindrances holding him back. We got to get to the place here even where, where we just, I mean, you guys are ministers just like I am. It's it kind of like what Jenny did was it Sunday, and she said, "Let's do this, this, and pray for people." 
That's what it's going to take. Start giving room for the Holy Spirit to do what he's wanting to get done. And But we've got to believe that it's going to happen. We've got to recognize that, that even the demons obeyed, folks. I, I can remember when the church first started, we were casting out demons out of people. And it was happening. And then you just kind of get, this is the way we go to church. And I, I, I don't want to go there. And you don't want to go there. Go, if you will, if you've got your Bible. Go to John 14. Now my reading will begin. John 14, verse 10 and 12. John 14. It says, Jesus, this is in red. Listen to what it says. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you who believes in me, the works that, listen to this, the works that I do, the works, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. He's telling you that you're going to be doing greater works than he did. And now that's been, that's been preached this way and preached that way and said, well, he's talking about everybody that's together and it's all added up more than he can do. That's not what it says. He says that Kevin could do more works than Jesus did while he was here. He's saying that Jay could do, he's saying that Ron could do more works than Jesus did. And you think, well, how in the world could that happen? I'm going to show you. We're the resurrected folks. Yes, sir. We're the ones that have got the power. The 70 and the 12 had power, but we've got a new power. We're in a new covenant. We've got more power than they had. And I'm going to show you in scriptures where it's telling us this. I'm going to... I'm going, to, I'm going to make scripture do the talking tonight. And we're going to recognize that we've got something that, that they didn't have. We've got the spirit living in us, and we know that. But see, Jesus operated as a man. In Acts 10, verse 38, in the New Living Translation, it says, You know that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were, apparent, all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He's with us. Then it says in Philippians 2.5 in New Living Translation, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, though, through, though God, but not equal. You don't have the power. Listen to me. Don't get mad and throw things at me until you hear me out tonight. Jesus didn't have the power. It was God giving him the power. You don't have the power. It's Jesus giving you the power. It's a whole different world now. It's a place where the Holy Spirit is with us all the time now. Back then it was just to select people. Everybody that is born again has the Holy Spirit. And everybody that's born again has the fullness of Christ. Everybody that's born again has the same power that Jesus. You have more. Don't get mad at me. You have more than Jesus had when he was here. You say, well, he was, he was the son of God. Yes, I know, but he was a man. 
And while he was here, he was operating as a man. And he was given things to do, but he didn't get the full package. And I'm going to bring you scripture for that, and you'll see it. He didn't get the full package. He even asked for more of the package of the power. And I was telling Neil about this. He said, you better be careful how you explain that. Don't get mad at me, but it, it's in the scripture. And we're going to see. John 14, 15 through 20. I want to read this. John 14, 15 through 20. He's talking, to, he's talking to the disciples. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. We know that's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth, Spirit of reality, what it really says, whom the world cannot receive because, it's because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, and he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Well, why do I bring that scripture up? Because we've got to know that we know he lives in us. And we've got to know that we know that everything that God needs to, to inform us about, everything Jesus needs to inform us about, he's going to inform us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so vital to understand that you have a relationship with the Father and you spend time with the Father. And when you, when you hear something good, it's the Father speaking to you that he wants you to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if he wants me to lay hands on John, he's going to tell me, go lay hands on John and pray for his eye and that eye's going to come back. And I've got to be at such a place in my walk that I know that I know that he told me and I know that I know that it's going to happen. Will it happen? Yeah, it may happen. I, I, I've been catching the, the, the man, I can't think of his name right now, the man that's got no arms and no legs. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Nick, Nick you, want, you want to go on YouTube and watch him. They carry him out, and they set him on a small table. He's got one little foot that's about, leg about this long, he has no arms and he has no other legs. Married and got kids. But he, he can hobble with these nubs he's got. And, uh, the last one I listened to, <laughs> and he said, and what's your excuse? See, he, he's got the revelation that it's not, it's not this world, it's what's here. Yes, that was a birth defect. Yeah, he even makes he even makes jokes about when he was when when they delivered him. You know, he comes out and he he don't have any arms or any legs, but yet he's married. I seen a special on him. Kind of get off the subject. I seen a special on him. They've got his house set up where he showers by himself and this just the whole thing. And he has nothing. He's got things they put on the wall where he rubs his body and washes and. He, but most would die from depression. Most would commit suicide because they would feel. But he knows what's here. He's not deceived. Listen, I'm talking to a group here, to myself and to you. We're all, we're, we're duped. But we've got to come out of this. The church is going to explode. 
not just this one. The church as a whole is going to explode, but it's going to take the church coming to the place of saying, wait a minute, I've got just as much to offer as the next person. And when I walk in and, and, and I, I see somebody hurting, I can go to them and pray and deliver them. I can, I can see a demon on somebody. I can cast it out. I can pray for somebody and they can be healed. I know I can. Why? Because I've got the same power. that I've got more power. And I'm going to show you. We, 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 we can walk around with the power of the Holy Spirit in us and recognize John 14, 12 said, greater works, greater works you'll do. John 17, as the ministry goes on, John 17, verse 1 through 5. Listen to this. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Listen to this. I have glorified you on the earth and I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Now listen to what he says in verse 9. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Did you see that last scripture? He walked on earth and did not have the power that he had before because he's asking for it back. Do you see that or, did, or is it just me? Listen, I'll read it again. Oh, now, oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you, that I had with you before the world was. Well, we know in John 1, 1, he was the word, he was everything. But he came to earth without that much power he lowered himself to come on earth as us to walk this earth and show us what the kingdom of God really is and the kingdom of God is walking in the power of heaven down here am, am I missing it I think that's what it says and I've always knew that he's given us authority, but he's given us a lot of authority because we are now, we are now on the other side of the cross. We are now resurrected people and we are now in heaven, according to scripture, when you give your heart to, to Jesus, you died with him, your old self died with him and you rose to heaven with him and in the spirit realm, you have everything he's got and he's just asked for everything that he used to have that he's got now, sitting at the right hand of the father, but you're there with him. In the spirit realm. But you're here. You're an ambassador. And you're given everything you need to do the job. And we have been so deceived that we've been told you can't do that anymore. There's no sense praying for somebody. They're not going to get sick. And then we, we see people not getting sick because we don't believe what we've really got. The problem is not the sick people. The problem is us. Me. The problem is that I don't have the same revelation of being born again and going to heaven I need to have the same thing in this, and I've said this the last few services. I need, because I'm talking about me, I need the same revelation of being born again, of laying hands on the sick. And then I'll never delay when the Holy Spirit nudges me to pray for somebody. There'll be no doubt it's going to happen. 
Now, there's no condemnation because I'm condemning myself if I'm saying that because I'm not there yet. But I'm reading more scripture and more scripture and recognizing more authority and more authority that's been given to us that we have been duped out of, raised my whole life in a church that never taught this. They said, if it, you know, well, you know, some people get healed and some people don't. Well, that didn't happen in Jesus' day. Everybody he touched got healed. Every place he went got healed. Some places, not as many, but obviously the Father didn't want everybody. But now we're in, we're in a new covenant realm where we're operating by grace and we're learning in grace not to judge people and allow the spirit to flow. And then you have more compassion on people when you don't judge people. And then the power of God can flow through you more because you know that it works. Where if you've been judging that person, I got tickled. I walked in and John was sitting here and Neil, and I heard my name in the hall and I walked in. They said, we've been talking about you. And I said, well, I know it's good. And Neil said, well, we just got started, you know. You can't judge people and then expect anything to flow out of you. So when you understand, when you really understand grace, you will never judge anybody. Now, it's taking a while to get out of that, but grace means you love them. I mean, look at the grace that's been given to each one of us. And I'm a, I'm a crumb. In real life, come on, we all mess up. But yet grace forgives me for everything I do. Grace doesn't judge me. So I've got to learn to be that way so that I can allow this to start flowing out of me towards things and situations and problems. And, and you know, it used to be a time I could drive through a town and discern what spirit was on the town. I, I had that ability. I mean, I can drive th through color and tell you what. I can, still there was pride. Boom, right off the bat. It was full of Germans. They were all prideful. I'm not cutting anybody down, but there's a spirit over this town. This town's division started with Popeye. The fighting and the... Everybody here is clickish in this town. It's just the way it is. When you see that in the spirit realm and you recognize it, you can come against those things. But if you just let it go, well, it's just the way it is. I mean, we got a prison sitting down here with all the spirits in them. we got a prison on the hill. we got a mental health. You think there's not spirits in this town? But none of them are greater than what we've got. So instead of bowing to that, Connie used to say the worst place to teach was she used to teach at a little, some of the little homes that was down there at the prison. And she said, you'd, you'd drive down right in the prison and speak to some ladies, and the spirits were everywhere. But yet she knew at that time, because we were walking in it, she knew the power of the Holy Spirit, and it, it don't make no difference. But we've got away from that. We, we, well, you know, you know, the COVID's going to get me, so everybody's going to run and get a shot. Everybody, oh, we got to get a shot, we got to get a shot, we got to. And I'm not criticizing anybody that got a shot. This is more powerful, I'm sorry, than the flu, than cancer, than eyes that got taken out. The enemy stole that eye, but that don't mean he, he's not going to get it back. This guy I was talking about with no arms. He said, have, do, have I been believing for healing? He said, well, sure I have. But right now I don't have it, so until I get it, I'm going to enjoy where I'm at. Instead of being in that realm, well, I'll just never get it. You know, look at me. God could never grow arms on me. Whew, give me a break. He can walk on water. Have you ever tried to walk on water? 
God said, God said, walk out to the boat. He didn't hesitate. He walked. And then he said to Peter, he looked at Peter and Peter said, hey, basically said, hey, if I can do that, call me. He had, for a while, he had it. He started sinking and Jesus went, come on. But we can have it. And how do you start? Little things at a time. The first inkling of little things to do for people. Give that person $5. Go pray for that person. Go hug that person. Go, just, go, just go be with that person. Just, all those things lead up to from turning water into wine to walking on the water. It's the same thing. Jesus walked through the same. He was a man. Yes, he's the son of God, and I'm not cutting that down. But God put him here for a purpose to show us what we could have and what we could do. It's, it's all in the scriptures. John 17, 5 says, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Give me the rest. He got the rest, but then, folks, before he left, Matthew 18, Matthew 28, if you're thumbing through Scripture, Matthew 28, Most of you know this set of scripture. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I just talked about the authority that he had. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He handed that. He, he was leaving. And he said, Everybody here, take what I've got. The Holy Spirit's going to be with you. As soon as I get up there, I'm sending him down with you. And he will give you everything that we've got for you to do. You are the kingdom of God on this earth. Flow with that and move with that. And we have not done it to the degree we should do it. Any of us. I'm as guilty as the next. I've even, I've even operated in and got away from it. Convicted, oh my goodness. Inside me was going, what are you doing? I've been in this 32 years. And people burn you out pretty easy. And you, you, you got to get to the place where you don't let anybody burn you out. Because he's our fire. And he's the one that keeps us going. And it's got to be no matter what the situation or circumstance with the relatives or, or the people you're always around. Every one of us, folks... I don't care who you are. We're a mess. And I got people that just, that hate me, don't like me. But they need to turn the other way and just start forgiving me. And I need to turn the other way and start forgiving them. And then watch what God can do because when I walk in full forgiveness, then I'm going to walk in the power of God and we're going to see things around here happen that never happened before. You say, well, how does that happen? Because I'm learning by the scripture that I've got authority over the demonic forces. And I, I remember casting demons out of the kids. I remember casting demons. I remember ca speaking to, and I told you this, Connie had unforgiveness and we spoke to that thing to leave her right now in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden my dog was flopping on the front porch and it went in that dog. And I went out and I told her to get out of that dog and he just laid there calm. You say, well, that's the power we're supposed to have. 
We're supposed to recognize what's going on and have the power. But the scripture shows us that we've got the power. Colossians 2.10 says, You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. We have got the power to follow and do what Jesus would have us do. In Ephesians 3.20 it says, Now to him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the works in us. We have the power that we need to do everything that needs to be accomplished. Jesus had the same power and the reason he had it was to show you that you got it. He demonstrated it everywhere he went. I love the, the movies we watched here where he, the lines were forever long and he just, every, everyone that come up, he just laid hands on and he prayed for them and they were healed and they were taken care of and they delivered and they were set free and they were, you and I can do the same thing with every situation and circumstance but we've got to recognize that we've got it first and then we've got to take baby steps and watch what God does. Father, I thank you. Right now, for everybody that's listening, Father, we have the authority. You give it to us. You give us everything we need. Father, help us to come to that place of recognizing that the world has kept us deceived. The churches have kept us deceived. We can walk with that authority and we can allow the power that you want to flow through us. The kingdom of God can flow through us and touch hearts and touch lives and deliver people and set people free, Father. All the way down to raising people from the dead, if you ask us to do that, Father, it will happen. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. You can fellowship for about 10 minutes here before the kids get in. If you need prayer for anything, I will be up here and I will pray for you.